welcome back to listening into the Confidence Strength Coaching Podcast. You are listening into episode four, where we are going to uncover your comp prep listener Q and A's. So, guys, in today's episode, I'm going to be answering some questions that I got from my Instagram um, that you guys have sent through. Um, I've kept um, sort of the topic for today's listener questions around comp prep. Um, I've picked out a few of my favorite questions that I kind of wanted to chat about. And from that, I mean, there have been so many great questions and um, I'm sort of going through at the moment trying to categorize and put them into episodes for you guys so that you can sort of listen into the topics that you think are going to be most relevant to you and get the most out of it. So uh, for this q and I've gone with the sort of comp prep um, theme for the questions, uh, but there have been plenty of other ones in there about training and nutrition um, and mindset as well that I do really want to uncover on other episodes. So if you have sent in a question and it hasn't been answered yet, um, keep waiting. I will get around to it. I'm just working through putting them into nice little episodes for you guys. So um, again, thanks for listening in um, and we're going to uncover some of your listener questions today, which will be nice and exciting. Um, I'm keen to yeah do something a little bit different and answer some questions for today. However, as always, I'm going to start the episode just with a bit of a life update and a rundown of um, sort of what I'm doing at the moment, where I'm currently at with my comp prep um, and all that sort of stuff for those of you guys that have been following along and those that have been listening. So where I'm at at the moment, I am currently, I think, honestly, to be honest, I don't know the exact week, I think six to eight weeks out from my photo shoots. So my sort of, my timeline that I'm running with um, is I have a shoot plan 30th of November that I'm aiming to be stage lean for. So that's gonna be sort of my replacement for what would have been my comp. Um, and that's set for the weekend after the original date for the WBFF October show. Um, I don't even know if I addressed it in the last episode because I think the comp got canceled after I'd already recorded the episode. But um, if you don't know, the WBFF October show that I was prepping for has also been canceled. So um, that is two canceled shows for me for the year. Um, so I mean, my first attempt at getting on a WBFF stage has been a bit of a bit rough one, but a bit of a challenging one, but, um, in saying that I've still gotten so much out of these preps. So, um, you know, I've still had a really great year despite all of the cancellation of shows. So, um, basically my current goal is to, to continue my prep just as I would have, as if I was going for that October show. And yeah, as I said, the, the only difference really is that um, I'm still setting a goal to be stage lean, um, but I guess now the goal is to be stage lean for a photo shoot instead of stage lean for getting on stage. So that's sort of the only difference for me. Um, so basically I, I have been in a reverse diet since sort of mid-July when the... Um, when the July show that I'd prepped for got canceled, we, we put me into reverse, a reverse diet. So, um, you know, we've been slowly driving my calories up since then. Um, and I've been able to sit pretty lean, you know, probably like a kilo or so off stage lean um, because I've stuck through that reverse dieting process. So, um, yeah, so that's been pretty good. But now we're sort of getting into, like we're getting pretty close to those photo shoot dates. Um, so first this week or sorry, last week has been the first week that we pulled cows down again. So it's sort of been a while since we've, um, got me into a deficit. So, um, yeah, so last week was my first week of pulling cows down. Um, feeling pretty good to be honest. Like we, um, obviously reverse dyed my cows up a bit more and I've still been sitting lean. So, um, the good thing is that this prep will be a lot nicer for me than my last prep um, was sort of expecting me to be able to be sitting on anywhere from like 
300 to 400 calories higher than what I was on my last prep just because of how we've been able to reverse diet my body, which is really cool. Um, which means that hopefully it won't feel so bloody horrible. But, um, you know, in saying that every deficit, um, you, you can feel it regardless of whether it's super low carbs or not, you still sort of notice that difference. So I had a, a couple of little energy lows last week, but I think that's my body just get, being used to being in a deficit again um, and, you know, trying to pull that body fat percentage down a little bit more. Um, body just tends to feel it a little bit. So that's sort of where I'm at at the moment. So again, basically my goal is to get uh, stage lean for these shoots. Um, obviously at the moment I am pretty much like I'm, I'm quite lean, let's face it. Um, but like I could have just sort of kept my conditioning that I'm at now um, for my shoots, but me being the, you know, growth mindset, always wanting to improve, always wanting to push myself sort of person that I am, um, wanted to sort of take it to next level and be stage lean, which is probably like my coach and I have had a chat about it and have decided it's probably about two kilos less than where I'm at at the moment. Um, and the reason for that being is because my body likes to hold on to body fat around my glutes and hammies. Um, so we're basically trying to just get me a little bit leaner to, to bring out that hamstring definition a bit more, um, you know, which is that difficult sort of stubborn fat storage area for me. Um, just to, yeah, to level up my physique a little bit more for these shoots. Um, you know, like the shows being canceled, was pretty much the the fun part taken away from my preps. You know, you really look forward to the shows, getting dolled up and all of that sort of stuff. I was super excited for all of that. So in a way, the photo shoot for me is like a reward. Um, and I feel like I really deserve, you know, my time in front of the camera. Like I've, I've worked too hard to not get what I want out of it. Like I love the modeling side of it. Um, and I love getting glammed up and doing my makeup and my hair for it and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's sort of, it's a reward for myself um, to be able to do those photo shoots. So that's sort of why I'm pushing through and not just continuing the reverse diet. Um, but after my shoot, so I have one end of October and one very early start of November that hopefully we'll be able to go ahead, um, you know, given that all the lockdown stuff sorts itself out. After that, I will be going into a building phase, which I'm also super excited about. So um, I have been prepping and I've been lean for a long time. I'm actually keen to, you know, I'm obviously not going to just let loose and um, throw away everything I've worked for for a bloody year. I'm still going to be, you know, doing a reverse diet and, um, you know, putting 100% into a building phase. But I'm just, I'm really excited, I guess, about the changing goals. So um, to be able to have that growth goal to come in at start of November. So that's sort of my timeline and what I'm doing at the moment. Um, and yeah, it was, it's just important to me to always be progressing and always challenging myself. And part of the, the reason I wanted to continue um, pushing through as well was to just sort of to lead by example, you know, to show that this, this is a lifestyle and I don't need a stage to live this lifestyle that um, allows so much growth for myself. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm going ahead, I'm finishing the prep. Um, so I think I'm eight weeks out from sort of the end date of the whole prepping thing. Um, but I'm also entering the Glam Fit Bikinis um, competition while, you know, while I'm lean, while I'm at it, why not? So I'll be entering that one and, you know, submitting my photo and a little bit about my journey with my preps. Um, so I think that one is in about six weeks. So um, I'm sort of in my head, I'm like six to eight weeks out um, and I'm just working towards what I do. So yeah, that's where I'm at at the moment. So yeah, that's just a little bit of an update on where I'm at at the moment with my training and my prepping. Um, so I'm still working away. Um, it's more so that, you know, the goal for, for myself for this sort of prep was to really just let myself enjoy the process. 
Um, I was super harsh on myself last prep and I guess I'll talk a little bit about that today in the Q&A questions but um, yeah the goal for this prep was to you know I know that I can trust the process and if I put in the work I'll get the results so to chill the F out a little bit is sort of my goal um, and to enjoy this prep a bit more and you know the weather's beautiful at the moment so that's been helping as well and um, it's certainly been a lot more of an enjoyable process so far so um, I'll keep updating you guys as I go along week by week um, and keep you guys in the loop but that's enough about me we're going to dive into your comp prep listener Q&A's and go through some of the questions that you guys sent in. So some of the questions that I'll go over today, um, I'll talk through them and then I'll address them one by one. So first question, how many kilos from comp weight should you be before you start a prep? Next question, body fluctuations and mental gain with that. Um, and as well as that sort of the mindset around all things body image and competing. Third question, what did you most underestimate about prep? And then fourth question, how important support is during prep and relation to stress management? So the first question that I'm going to address from the listener Q&As um, is how many kilos from comp weight should you be before you start prep? So obviously with this question, I absolutely cannot give like a specific answer with specific numbers of how many kilos someone should be before they start a prep because um, there's so many different factors that are going to go into that, um, you know, the prep itself that are going to determine like whether it's suitable for you to be prepping for whatever show date that you're, you're picking. So um, for example, your the length of the prep okay that's going to be something that you need to consider like if you have like 15 to 20 kilos to lose to be stage weight um and you reach out to a coach you know 12 weeks out from show they they're probably going to tell you that they won't prep you for that show um and if they do tell you they're going to prep you for that show i'd be fucking concerned about what kind of coach they are so um you know obviously if you think of it this way the the closer you are to stage weight the less kilos you're going to have to drop to get on stage, um, you know, which means the better prep you're going to have. So, for example, you know, would you rather be like six to 10 kilos away from your stage weight um, with a goal of like a 15 week prep? Or would you rather be like 10 to 20 kilos away from stage weight, um, you know, obviously the closer you are to stage weight, the less intensive the prep has to be you've just you've got less work to do so um i guess my my sort of thing would be to chat about how you can optimize that situation and and just make sure that you're in a good position to be actually starting a prep because i think that's a really big thing that a lot of people miss um you know like they just see everyone on instagram's prepping oh cool i want to do that bikini thing um, and then, you know, just expect to be able to jump into a prep when they've had no experience, um, you know, tracking calories or, or following a meal plan or training hard in the gym or potentially like they're on really shitty calories anyway as their maintenance and actually would be better off with the building season before they or um, a reverse diet before they even consider a prep. So um, my suggestion for that would be to reach out to a comp prep coach um you know have a chat about where you're at at the moment you're gonna have to really dive into what your current maintenance calls are how much you're training all of that sort of stuff to sort of figure out a baseline of just where your body's currently at um and then from there like yourself and your coach would decide whether you need sort of a, a foundation um season first before you even worry about picking a show date um, so for example, if you're someone who is on super low cows, like let's say your maintenance is like less than 1,500 cows a day, um, and then you decide you want to go into a prep and you've got like five to 10 kilos to lose, 
that's going to be a really fucking awful prep because if you consider that your calories have got to drop to get you to drop that body weight, you're going to be on very low calories. So um, you're going to feel like shit. So I, I would suggest for someone like that, if that's your situation, you actually should be looking into doing a reverse diet, you know, building your maintenance calories up, putting on some muscle mass um, and just going through general body recomp. So, um, you know, putting on muscle mass, losing body fat, and just doing that through a maintenance phase before you even pick your show date like there's no point stressing about a show date there's always going to be shows um and especially in you know the sort of situations that we're in now with shows being cancelled left right and center with um covid and lockdowns and all that bullshit um now has really never been i mean i shouldn't really say that because we're in lockdown not everyone has access to be able to train outside of home but you know there's never a better time to actually work on your nutrition and your training than now because there's not really any shows lined up so fuck worrying about the show date just sort your maintenance calories out and get yourself in a good position to actually be starting um, a prep so a little bit about my sort of experience with you know choosing my show date um, I started working with my coach Keegan in February um, and our goal was to diet me down, like do a mini cut for a photo shoot that I had booked um, and then from there to basically do that, have that foundation season and um, sort of achieve some just general body recomp and um, reverse dieting. Uh, and then I was originally planning to do... Um, prep for the October show so we were planning to reverse diet me until about May I think and then start a 20-week prep for October um, but we actually ended up just getting way better results than um, not that we were expecting I don't know he might have secretly been expecting the results that we got and I had no idea but <laughs> we got really good results and um, in sort of in time for to be able to prep for the July show we actually decide, decided I was in a good position um, in terms of you know just how much how close I would be to stage weight like I think from memory it was like uh, four to six kilos from a goal stage weight where I was sitting when we decided to um, prep me for the July show and it was literally a last minute decision um, and we started that prep 12 or 13 weeks out, I think, which which is a pretty short prep, but it's a perfect example of if you have a good foundation season, you might only have to do a 12-week deficit or a 12-week prep to get you to stage. Whereas if you're someone who, um, you know, is just living their best life and not looking after their nutrition and just not looking after, like, you know, not controlling their body fat percentage and all of that sort of stuff, um, and then randomly deciding to do a prep, you're probably looking at having to do like a minimum 18 to 20 week prep to get you to stage lean. So I think that's a good example of um, the benefits of having a foundation season first. So I'm not 100% sure if I've really answered that question um, correctly, but you know, that's sort of, that's my opinion on it and definitely what I've learned from my own experience. Um, and the other thing to sort of factor in there in, in terms of how many kilos from comp weight should you be um, is like, you know, how do you want to look on stage? Like is, is your goal to just, you know, you're a first timer and you're, you're giving this prep thing a crack and you're just happy to be up there? Um, or, you know, do you want to be aiming for a pro card? Do you want to try and be a pro? Because for me, it certainly wasn't a, oh, this is my first, you know, I'm a first timer, like I'll be happy with anything. I, I chose WBFF and, you know, and the, the package and the standards that WBFF demands are a lot higher than some other federations. Um, you know, like obviously anyone can get on stage looking however they want to look for WBFF, but I had in my head a kind of a standard that I wanted to achieve. I wanted to look like a pro. So, you know, for me, it was really important to invest in that 
long-term process of actually being able to get on stage looking um, with, you know, what I would say would be a decent package worthy of being on stage. Um, and you know what your perception of what's worthy of being on stage is going to be different for everyone. But again, that's something that you'd have to consider for yourself is sort of, you know, what do you actually want to look like on stage? Because, um, that's, that can completely again, change my answer to how many kilos from comp weight should you be? Because if you're quite happy to get on stage and not be, you know, um, a body fat percentage that really meets the criteria of that category and you're still happy to just be up there then obviously um you can go into that prep with a bit more weight to lose as opposed to someone who wants to get up there and really fit the criteria of how lean they need to be for that category um and really nail it so you know that's just another thing that you'd have to consider in there so again um my answer for that question is just going to be it depends find a coach that you can work with um, and chat to them about that and seek some solid advice on what they'd recommend on you. Um, and, you know, as with anything, it's an investment. So you're going to get in what you put out of it. If you expect to drop 10 kilos in 12 weeks for a prep, you are going to be having probably a terrible time in that prep. Um, and, you know, setting yourself like... You're just not really investing in it, are you? If you're, if you just want to do it, um, in the most non-optimal way, I would be thinking about it long term. Um, and yeah, set set yourself up for long term success. Be willing to invest in the process and put in the work required, and you know, sacrifice what's required. It would be my response to that question. So I will move on to the next question. Um, I can't exactly remember what order I had these bad boys in, but I believe the next one that I was going to go over um, was the body fluctuations and the mental game and mindset around body image and competing. So obviously when it comes to, um, you know, there's two sort of aspects to this, to this question. One is dealing with body fluctuations. So, um, I'll sort of define that like in terms of body fluctuations, I'm, I'm assuming this question is sort of coming from, um, you know, your, how your weight changes and how your body looks, how that just changes day by day. Um, you know, start versus the end of the day. Like you've eaten fruit all day, you're going to look completely different. So that's what is sort of um, what I think we're talking about in terms of body fluctuations. Um, and then in terms of actual body image, you know, I think that's when we're talking about um, your overall look, your overall physique, how you perceive yourself um, and the sort of, yeah, the, the perception and your the mental perception around that. So um I guess I'll address the body image aspect first um, and I will be completely honest and I will start out by saying, um, you know, it's an absolute head fuck. If you, um, you're like competing, we're literally talking about girls getting up on stage and all being compared next to each other. So if you have not got your head screwed on and you're not um, confident in yourself, then you know, you're, you're really going to struggle with it. And I think this is where, um, competing gets such a bad rap because people get into the competing space when, um, they, they don't just have, they don't have that, um, I guess, foundational self-confidence and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then it really, it just ruins them. And I think, you know, it's sort of, um, I think this is something Sherelle Grant talks about a lot in a lot of the episodes that her and Danny have done on the Level Up podcast is it's sort of just about informed consent. Like if you sign up for a, a, a competition, you've got to just accept the fact that you're literally signing up to be judged against other people and you, you just, you can't complain about it. It is what it is. That's literally what you're signing up for. You know, um, you're not signing up for something where everyone's equal. And then on the day you randomly get told that someone's better than you, you know, you know that when you're signing up for a comp that, um, that's what you're getting yourself into. So it's that informed consent. It's about understanding that that's what you're choosing to do. Um, so, you know, uh, there are of course strategies to deal with, deal with it though, and, and be mature about it, which is what I will sort of talk about. 
So, you know, as I, as I always said, um, it is a bit of a head F, like it's, it's sort of, um, always in the back of your mind that, you know, you're going to be up on stage with a whole crowd of people judging how you look. Um, and as I said, you've got to be in a good position with yourself mentally, uh, to be able to, to, you know, make the decision to go ahead and do something like that. So, I mean, for me, I was very confident in the package that I'd built. Um, you know, I've been waiting a really long time to step into the competing space. I've always known that it's been a goal of mine and I've been working towards it for years. It's only this year was the first year that I've really actually been able to invest in, in the process. So, you know, I've been studying at uni and everything. And I always said to myself, when I, when I do compete, um, I'm not going to half-ass it. I'm going to go all in. So this was my year to go all in. Um, and yeah, so I guess for me in my head, I've, I've, I felt like I was ready to be on stage. So I was quite confident in my package, um, that I was going to be bringing to the stage. Um, but I definitely went through some stages where, um, I was really comparing myself to other athletes that I was potentially going to be up against on stage. And I think the biggest thing with that uh, I, I guess the biggest issue with that is just our access to social media. Um, you know, like if we didn't have access to social media, you wouldn't see people you up against until the day that you're on stage. And then, you know, that would probably be the only de- day that you would be dealing with um, that self-comparison. But when you're... and and don't get me wrong social media is amazing like I've connected with so many amazing girls through this journey um who have been doing similar competitions to me or have been you know prepping for the same comp as me um and they've been a really big um part of the reason that I've enjoyed the prepping process so much just because of how many sort of like-minded people that you get to connect to it's it's actually really cool but um, again, you can very easily get stuck in that trap of comparing yourself to other people. You know, when girls post up their check-in photos or maybe they mention how many cows they're on and how much weight they dropped this week and you're looking at your cows and your weight and being like, oh shit, like I'm not making that progress. And it's easy to get caught up in, the, as I said, the self-comparison and freaking yourself out about it. But, you know, at the end of the day, like you just have to call yourself out on your own bullshit so um as i said like i I went through some stages where being on social media was just stressing me out and i was constantly um sort of comparing myself to my competition and um in a way it was a good thing because it kept me working hard and you know like if i'm doing my leg session in the back of my mind i'm like no i'm not letting some other chick beat me because she got bigger legs than me because i didn't get this next rep on this leg press like i'm going for it so in a way like it it was good to use as fuel like the competitiveness um aspect of it is really good to fuel you through your training if you can use it properly but there were definitely times where um it played on me a bit mentally and it had a bit of a negative impact on me so as I said, during that sort of process, when, when that's happening, you've just got to call yourself out on your own bullshit and take some steps to turn that around. So, you know, for me, that looked like putting my phone on airplane mode and not letting myself go on Instagram for a couple of hours and going and just chilling out and reminding myself that, you know, this, the whole journey through prepping as as much as it is a competition it's all about personal growth and you know we're always in control of our mindset um sometimes it's a little bit harder to control than others but i've just had to remind myself um you know this is for you this as much as it's a um competitive sport it's a it's a self-improvement sport so if if you can really pivot your focus to that that definitely helps with taking that aspect out of the you know body image um comparison thing there but um you know it's just it's something that all competitors have to deal with um but it's really just about how you can best manage it so call yourself out on it remind yourself that it's a self-improvement process so you really just have to focus on yourself you know if you have to get off your phone get off your phone if you have to go and journal for a while remind yourself of that self-improvement go and do that 
Um, but I guess another thing as well is being able to speak to your coach about it. Um, I definitely had some good chats with Keegs about, um, you know, when I was going through that and uh, we sort of just talked about um, his experience with it. And, you know, you just got to understand, like, it's a normal thing to deal with when you're when you are a um, physique competitor. However, it's still in your control and it's still up to you to manage it. So um, that's sort of my take on the mindset around, you know, body image with competing. In terms of addressing the the body fluctuations aspect of that question, so sort of how to deal with the the sort of mental game um, around experiencing day-by-day body fluctuations during a prep. Uh, So for me, I'm, look, I'm I'm a very scientific person when it comes to understanding the human body. Um, So the fluctuations like those daily fluctuations really just don't stress me out that much because I know, for example, that, um, you know, I know at the start of the day where I haven't eaten anything, um, I'm going to look significantly drier through the midsection. I'm going to look leaner. I'm going to look, you know, quote unquote better in the morning than I am at the end of the day when I've had four or five meals um, and I've been drinking a lot of water. Um, you know, stress plays into the um, how your body looks as well, how much sleep you've had. Like for me, um, because I have that sort of scientific background of understanding what actually goes into a body fluctuation and why a body fluctuates so much, um, I'm just not really emotionally attached to the body fluctuations throughout the day. So um, I guess it doesn't really stress me out if I if I have a day or a time during the day where I feel like I'm not looking my again quote unquote best um but you know that also doesn't mean that I'm not human and I don't get excited as when I wake up and I'm like damn like we're looking shredded like the morning abs are coming in so um yeah I definitely still experience a little bit of that as well in terms of the excitement but yeah I just I don't have that emotional attachment and stress to to that and I guess if you're someone that does have that you know there are a few um things that you can do to uh sort of limit the the stress that that's causing you so as I said one thing is obviously just understanding it if you're constantly panicking about your weight fluctuating day by day um you know especially as women as well like our hormonal levels play a massive role um, in, in our, like, you know, our water retention and all of that sort of stuff. So, um, under, having an understanding of it from a scientific point is going to be something that, um, could ease your mind and your stress when it comes to that. So again, that would be something that would be really important to talk to your coach about, uh, if you were experiencing like distress every single day and constantly weighing yourself, you know, it, it doesn't have to be that way. So understand the sort of scientific background about it. Everything's fine. It's normal. Our body's meant to fluctuate. You know, we're not meant to be like this made of stone thing that never changes. Everything in the body is always changing and, um, it's completely normal. So there's no need to stress about it. Um, so being able to, you know, chat to your coach about it and develop some strategies to, to just have that baseline understanding of what a why the body fluctuates and why it's okay um so i think that's sort of the best response i can give to that um and i guess another thing to mention as well like if you're sticking to the plan then you really have nothing to be stressed about Uh, i think a lot of people that maybe are stressing about the body fluctuations um to a really high extent like really freaking out about them potentially they're not sticking to the plan and they know that that body fluctuation is because of something that they've done that they shouldn't have done. So yeah, they're probably freaking the F out. So if you know you're sticking to the plan and you're doing the right thing, wait till you check in with your coach or send them an early message and be like, hey, look, I'm a little bit worried about this. Do we need to do something here? Um, And, you know, reach out, get the support you need, ask for that reassurance if you feel like you need it. Um, But again, like I said before, it's, it's something that You've just got to take responsibility for, and if you're constantly freaking out about it, even though you have that scientific background of understanding of why our body fluctuates, then that's on you. You're just playing head games with yourself, and you know you need to um, 
do whatever you have to do to sort of calm yourself down about that go do some journaling go do some more research if that's what you need to get that reassurance so um i mean it's good to rely on your coach but if your coach is giving you the reassurance and you're just ignoring them and still freaking out then that's on you and you you know you've got to go and work on yourself there but um i'm not saying that to be mean i'm saying that obviously in a nice way but um yeah that's my sort of opinion on it as well one other thing that i would mention with that is that the process that my coach and i use in a prep um is not if it fits your macros we do not do that we meal plan so anytime that i had a a really big fluctuation so for example if we introduced a food um in a certain week and it was the first time i'd had it or like had it while being on the meal plan um and then i'm suddenly bloated we can straight away pinpoint what it was that was causing that bloating because we might have only changed one or two things for the week um so as an example um you know there there was a time where we added in a gluten-free pasta and i just blew up like an absolute balloon and was so uncomfortable my digestion was awful um so we straight away knew that my body wasn't compatible with that food so we took it out so again if you're someone that's on a if it fits your macros approach not that there's anything wrong with that but it might be a bit harder to determine um if there maybe are some foods in there that are triggering an inflammatory response um, or you know poor digestion that you're not really picking up on because your food isn't consistent but you know when you're on a meal plan it's really easy to pinpoint you know what's causing those big fluctuations so um, I just I guess I didn't really have a lot of times where I had really big fluctuations just because of the consistency of my meals um, the only time that I ever sort of had a experience like bloating from food and all that sort of stuff and a a big fluctuation like that um was when we maybe changed up a food um which i'd only do once every couple of weeks so for another example like whey protein uh concentrated whey proteins uh the lactose in that causes me to get bloated and poor digestion um some low calorie or diet sources the ingredients in them just do not work well with me um in comparison to just like a normal supermarket source um so yeah there were things little things like that that caused me to have some fluctuations but um again that's maybe something else to consider so um if you find that you're having heaps of fluctuations and it's stressing you out heaps potentially going on a meal plan so that you can work out what foods are really optimal for you might be a better way to be addressing your prep instead of if it fits your macros but yeah that's probably another thing that that i'd consider there so just to reiterate you know understand the the science behind body fluctuations that they're normal you don't need to freak out about them and if you're doing the right thing the results will come so you know trust the process uh chat to your coach and get that reassurance when you need it. The next question that I'm going to address is, what did you most underestimate about prep? Uh, So for me, what did I underestimate most about prep? I think for me, it was um, sort of how much sacrifice it takes to really give it 100%. Um, You know, as I said before, I always said to myself, when I do prep, I'm doing it properly, I'm giving it 100%, all of my energy is going into that and nothing else and that's what I'm going to do but I guess I, I sort of didn't really um, factor in as I've talked about in a couple of episodes before the fact that life does not give a shit that you're in prep so um, you know if you really want to give it 100% there is a lot of sacrifice that that you've got to make and you know that comes out of your relationships your overall just energy for other people, the amount of energy that you can put into your work and your passions, all that sort of stuff. So um, that was one really big thing for me that I just, I mean, I I certainly can say that I gave that prep for the July show absolutely 110% and I did not care about anything else that wasn't related to prep. Um, But yeah, the how much sacrifice it really takes Um, I know like people always talk about how you know the strain of relationships and everything that it has but I don't think you you just it's something you can't understand until you've either either lived through it yourself 
or you know you've been around someone that's going through it so um it is yeah it is a really big sacrifice and um it does take a lot out of other aspects of you know those other areas of life but um another thing that I really underestimated about prep and this is something that I'd, I'd never experienced before because I'd never really been in um, a strict deficit for any longer than like I don't know like four weeks or so I feel like I've, I've dieted in the past but certainly not to the extent or I, I guess I could say I haven't given a diet 110% like I did for that prep um, so something for me that I found really challenging or unexpectedly challenging was, um, training and just living in general through a period of having low energy from dieting. So yeah, basically I found it really, really difficult to push through training sessions when I was experiencing those energy lows. So, uh, basically like when, when you're in prep, uh, your energy levels can drop depending, you know, it's different for everyone and depends on, again, what time of day it is, how long it's been since your last meal, um, I guess how much glucose is in your bloodstream, so how long it's been since you've had carbohydrates, how your body's um, breaking down those carbohydrates for use, um, all of those sort of things can factor in, but basically you can go through these phases where you have really low energy, so um, obviously when you're you're in a calorie deficit you're in an energy deficit and that's what you have to go through to be able to drop that body fat percentage down for a prep um, so when when you're having that energy load like you're you it's really physically and mentally draining like you just feel exhausted sometimes you feel a little bit um, I found sometimes I got a little bit like almost lightheaded or a bit jittery and I just felt off um, so for me, I really love pushing myself in training. Like I absolutely love like, you know, getting to those last few reps where you're like, Oh God, like, I don't know if I'm going to make this or not, but you just sort of, you go in the zone and you're like, yeah, fuck this. I'm going to get this rep out. This is what I love doing. But when you're in a deficit, it is really hard to switch that on. Um, you know, that, that drive to really push yourself in training. So, um, I found that really, really challenging and that is something that I certainly underestimated. Um, and I, I definitely went through a stage during my prep where I, I really hated training uh, and I almost built up like an anxiety about it, which was was really weird for me because, you know, training used to be something that I loved doing and made me feel good. And after a session, you know, I'd be wrecked, but I'd, I'd feel awesome for doing it. It kind of went from that to um, associating training with something that made me feel like shit because of just how hard you have to push through those energy lows. Um, so that was sort of something that I certainly underestimated about prep. Um, but, you know, I managed it. I got through it. Um, I did what I had to do. And I guess the um, another thing to point out there as well is why you do have to push so hard you know, if you're not pushing hard in your training during a prep, like training could be easy if I, if I wasn't giving it a hundred percent, but, um, you know, when your body's in a calorie deficit, uh, especially a calorie deficit to get you to that, you know, stage lean body fat percentage, which, which is quite low, uh, you need to be pushing hard in your training to make sure that your body holds on to that muscle mass. Uh, so like with the way muscle mass works, if your if your body thinks that it doesn't need it and you're in an energy deficit, it's going to be like, okay, well, um, it's costing me energy to keep this muscle mass. So I'm just going to get rid of it. Um, so if you're not using it, you're going to lose it. So you've got to work really fucking hard and make sure that intensity is there in training to hold on to as much muscle mass as you can while you're trying to strip that body fat away. Um, so yeah, training during prep was super, super hard. Something that I found um, really, really challenging and, and certainly something that I underestimated during prep. The next listener question that I had was the effects of stress during prep um, and stress management strategies. So uh, as I've, I've sort of given away already, uh, prep is a really, really stressful process. Um, and basically what I will say is, you know, 
the more that you care about the prep and the more important to you it is and, and what it sort of means to you, I think the more stressful it is. Uh, if you're someone that is like first time competitor, is just doing this bikini comp thing for fun, yeah, you might be under a little bit of stress because, you know, you want to look good on stage and you no one wants to, you know, get on stage feeling like they look shit. So obviously there's that aspect of stress because you care about how you look on stage, but um, when it really means something to like on a deeper level, uh, I, I guess I honestly think the more you care about it, the more stressed you're going to be, you know, when we're stressed about something, it's generally just because we care about it. Um, for me, it was a combination of that. Um, and the fact that, you know, it was my first time doing it. So I, I was learning the whole time and, um, I guess I, I didn't know what to expect as, as much as you can pick your coach's brain and ask them all the questions in the world. Again, it, it's just something that you don't understand until you experience it yourself. So um, I certainly can say, like when I talk about my first prep, I'm talking about that first 12 weeks where I prepped for the July show that got canceled. Um, that's sort of how I, I chunk it up in my brain when I'm thinking, when I'm describing my prep. So um those first 12 weeks like I was an absolute stress head um and you know I'm putting in the work now that I was putting in then and my stress is so honestly it's probably like halved like yeah there's no actual show that I'm prepping for but even if there was I'd, I'd still certainly wouldn't be as stressed just because I I have experienced it now and I do understand that I can trust the process because I've seen the results that the process has given me. Um, but until you sort of get the result, it, it is hard to trust the process and that does add that extra element of stress. So in terms of the stress management, um, you know, obviously the body is under a lot of stress during during a prep. You know, you're you're in like a constant state of overtraining to drive fat loss. You know, you're getting the energy lows. It's physically exhausting. It's mentally exhausting. So it it just is a stressful experience, and there's there's sort of no way around um, around that. Like I said, but to just do the work and trust the process. So. Um, you know, it's not, I would not be looking at stress as um, necessarily a really bad thing. Like I said, if you can frame it in your mind as understanding that you're just stressed because you care about it, then, um, you know, that can help it be a little bit more manageable. But again, um, it's really just something that you've got to experience and learn from. So, um, I guess the best strategy for, for stress management during that is to just understand that you know you're in control um and i guess when when you're already under that amount of stress uh, my first tip would sort of be to just be cautious with what you're putting your energy into or who you're putting your energy into um you know if you know that a certain person makes you feel more stressed or is a you know is a bit of a time waster for you at the moment don't spend time with them you know choose wisely who you're hanging out with you're um you know you're obviously you're you're putting in a lot of work you're putting yourself through this process and um the last thing that you need to be doing is having people you know that are, that are draining energy from you when you really don't have that much energy to give so when when you're already putting so much energy into everything else you've got to be cautious of wearing you know where you're pouring your cup where you're putting your energy as well so another thing that i would say is a good strategy for stress management during a prep is say no more often um and you know that sounds super selfish but again like you're going through this massive process where you're you're really pushing yourself to this other level that a lot of people haven't pushed themselves to and it does require you to be a bit more selfish selfish sometimes and unfortunately that means sometimes you're gonna have to say no to things that um you might normally say yes to whether whether that be um in terms of you know friendships whether that be in terms of just general you know relationships and what what you do for people um whether that's something to do with your workload you know that you've got to put yourself first and and be able to say no when when you're aware that something is going to create an extra element of stress um that doesn't mean you know neglecting responsibilities it just means not taking on not taking on board extra responsibilities that are just going to create more stress that 
potentially unnecessary and you might not have to do so just being a bit cautious again about what where you're putting your energy and how much energy you're giving out Another stress management strategy that I have on there would be to uh, seek support from other people who understand what you're going through. So um, as I've talked about a little bit in the past, like, uh, you know, you've you've got to sort of pick the people that you can lean on during a prep um, because not everyone understands it. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But if you know that someone isn't going to give you the support that you need, don't lean on them for support. You know, not everyone understands what you're going through. So reach out to people who do, you know, uh, do something that I found good. Like I know that I've said social media, um, was a bit taxing in terms of the, the comparison and the body image stuff, but, um, it was actually really good for connecting with people. And I followed a lot of girls that were prepping for the same show as me. And more often than not, Uh, We were messaging and chatting and in group chats about um, how we were all going and, you know, everyone's checking in on each other. So it's a a really good opportunity to actually get involved with the sport um, and the community and reach out to other other athletes that are competing in the same shows as you. Um, And, you know, if you have people in your life that have gone through that process, like a family member, a partner, a friend who's done a comp prep, you know, they're going to be really awesome people to be reaching out for, for support and that stress management as well. Like at the end of the day, you know, um, chatting to someone about how stressed you are in prep, who doesn't get it, uh, you know, isn't, doesn't always get you the best outcome. Sometimes it's nice to be able to, to talk to someone who, who just gets it. So, um, yeah, being, I guess, cautious of who you're sort of leaning on for support is another good tip that I would have. The last one that I, that I had on there was, um, just really pulling yourself up and calling yourself out again on your own bullshit. Like if you're stressing about something unnecessarily, you need to be able to call yourself out on that to work on it you know no one else can swoop in and stop you from freaking out because some chick on instagram looks or in your head you think she looks better than you and you're freaking out that you're not going to be good enough on stage you know if that's something that's causing you stress you need to take ownership of that and be able to pull yourself out of it because that's something that is your responsibility and no one else can do for you to sort of answer that question as well, in terms of the the effects of stress during prep, uh, as I said before, like you, you know, you're not going to be able to enjoy the process if you're letting yourself stress about the nitty gritty things, and you're, you know, you're not letting yourself enjoy the process. Like, if you're, if you want the prep to feel fucking awful, then go ahead, let yourself stress out about everything and never call yourself out on it and keep going, whatever. You're gonna have a terrible time, probably never gonna wanna prep again, okay? But if you can prep um, and you can constantly remind yourself to be trying your best to enjoy the process, focusing on what's important, staying in your own lane, um, you know, that's a way that you can create it create a lot more enjoyable process for you and in the long term is probably going to keep you in the comp prep space so that's why I guess something that I'd probably um, also consider as well so the last question that I had was how important support is during prep so this one I think is super important because support during a prep is absolutely massive um, you know if you're you really need to be protective of, I guess, your environment. Um, and by environment, I don't just mean physical environment. I mean, you know, what sort of people and what sort of energy you're around. Um, and I feel like that's something I've talked a lot about already. But you really need to be protective of that because when you're in a prep, you're you're in this really big self-improvement space. And as I've said before, a lot of people just don't understand that. Um, so, you know, having having a good support system is super important during prep. Uh, and what I guess I would talk about is some, I guess, who you can lean on for support and some different support, uh, I guess, sort of systems or methods. So I have sort of touched on this already before, but, um, you know, when when it comes to your support system, like you need to understand who you're leaning on for support because 
as I've said, not everyone gets it. Not everyone is on the same level as you when it comes to the prep. Some people just honestly cannot comprehend why this stuff is important to you. Um, and that's just something that you're going to have to deal with. So, you know, if you've got someone in your life that you are really close with, it doesn't mean that you have to cut them off or anything like that. It just means that don't waste your energy trying to get them to understand um, you know what you're going through or you know talking to prep stuff about them if they're just not giving you back the sort of responses that you want or they're not sounding interested like you know you don't have to be angry at these people cut them off you just have to respect that they don't understand so it's up to you to whether you're going to invest energy into you know talking to them about something that they're not getting like that's on you not on them so um as an example, my mom, absolutely love her, God bless, but she just does not understand the prepping stuff. It's just, yeah, it's, she just doesn't get it. Um, and, you know, for her, she thinks it's about me just chasing a certain look and she doesn't understand why I feel the need to do that. Uh, it's hard for me to communicate to her the sort of um, the mindset side of it like that as well. But, um, you know, there's... I accepted, you know, sort of halfway through my prep, look, there's no point in trying to start arguments to get this person to um, support me. And I'm certainly not saying she was unsupportive. I'm just saying that, you know, if I was freaking out about something comp related, that she would not be someone that I would go to to lean on for to, to ask advice. So, you know, um, taking ownership of who you're asking advice from and making sure you're asking advice from the from the right people is sort of your responsibility. Um, so I think that's that's certainly a important thing to note. The second thing that I really wanted to bring up though, which was a really interesting concept that I kind of wish that I'd, I'd thought, not thought of, but I'd been a bit more aware to earlier on, um, is that support is earned. You know, when when not, don't be entitled and just expect people to support you when, when you haven't proved yourself. And that might sound really, really harsh or whatever, but it's something that um, someone that I listened to called Andy Frizzella, something that he talks about often um, is, yeah, don't expect people to support you if, if you haven't shown them that you're worthy of their support. Uh, you know, why should they support you? If you've, if you've never done a prep before uh, and you're doing a prep, and these people just aren't getting it then you know you're not entitled to their support if you haven't actually proven yourself so uh, I know and it does sound harsh but it really does make a lot of sense and I guess again it's something that you have to experience to understand it but um, just don't expect people to support you if you haven't shown them that you're worthy of that support another method of support uh, that is probably one of your biggest uh, you know support pillars during a prep will be your coach so you know if you are not working with someone that uh, you can lean on for support or you feel unsupported by your coach then I certainly would consider finding a better coach because coach support during a prep is super super important um, and again I mean I guess in relation to what I was just talking about how your support is earned Another thing that I think is really important to consider as well when, when it comes to talking about that, you know, that concept that support is earned is yes, you're, you're paying for a coach to support you, but at the end of the day, you've got to show them that you're worthy of that support as well. Um, you know, like I, I know that my coach backs me because he knows that I go away and I do the work and I, I come back and I've, I've done what I've said that I've done. If you're someone that, um, you know, you, you're cheating on your diet and you're lying about it and, you know, you're not seeing progress and you're like, oh, I don't know why that is, that's odd, but you're not sticking to the plan and you're not training, you know, regardless of whether you're paying for your coach or not, you probably don't deserve them to be, uh, you know, out clapping for you and cheering if you're doing all the wrong things. So again, um, one, find a good supportive coach, but two, also... Uh, you know, your respect with your coach is a two-way street. It's not just just because you're paying your coach, they they have to, um, you know, be all clapping for you. Like you, you've got to show them that you deserve that. So um, yeah, put in the work and, you know, earn your support. And I guess the last thing that I'll say that I sort of mentioned before is, you know, make the effort during your prep to reach out to other people in prep. You know, send someone a message, reply to someone's story, tell them they're doing an awesome job. 
um, and in exchange I'll probably support you back, you know, and that's not to say to be fake and message every single person possible and, you know, try and get in with all these different um, comp prep sort of friendship groups, you know, pick the people that you're sort of resonating with and reach out to them and try and build some connections there because, you know, over this prep, I've, I've built some really meaningful connections. Um, I've made like one of my best friends is one of the girls that um, was coached by my coach and we just connected and we've been like inseparable ever since. So um, it's really a good opportunity as well for you to, to reach out and get support during your prep. So guys, that concludes my comp prep listener Q&A for today. Thank you so much for listening if you did make it all the way through. Um, I really appreciate appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, if you did enjoy the episode, please give it a share on your story. Send me a message to tell, you how the, tell me how the re- episode resonated with you. Absolutely love when you guys reach out and we can have some good conversations and bounce some ideas back and forth for some future episodes. So again, if you have questions that you want answered on the podcast, please message them through to myself. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Davina underscore WBFF or on Instagram at Confidence Strength Coaching. So um, again, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the episode and I hope you guys have learned some things for it and that I've answered your questions. Uh, Again, keep the questions coming in and I hope you guys will tune in for episode five. But take care, everyone. Look after yourselves. And again, thanks for listening and see you guys next time.